Welcome back to the Upper Tier Podcast, the football podcast we bring you each and every day on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube. You know what to do. Subscribe, bell notification, like, share, comment, contact us, whatever way you want to do it. You'll find us on Twitter at the underscore upper underscore tier. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram, the upper tier. You'll find audio versions show on Spotify. You'll get us wherever you look. Dynamo Podcast Network, the upper tier. You'll find us, search it out, and um, support us. Joining me tonight, Darren, how are we? I'm all good, brother. Uh, just for everyone out there in radio land and podcast land, don't forget, unlike on post, we deliver every day of the week, yeah? Absolutely. Um, this is your Premier League preview, Match Week 17. These previews are coming at us now, tick and fast. It feels like we only have one done, and we're bank slapped into another one with all this midweek action that's going on. Um, some interesting toys coming up, but we're hearing of um, some COVID outbreaks. I know Spurs have been hit particularly bad with it, and they've had to postpone a number of matches. We're hearing today that United as well have had an outbreak as well, um, and it could put the Brentford game in jeopardy. But we'll go as if these are going to go ahead, and we'll give our prediction. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off then Tuesday, Brentford versus Man United. Yeah. Um... I suppose two good results of the weekend for these boys. You know, Brentford with a with a with the late late show uh, the other night, mm-hmm. uh, Friday night I think it was now, wasn't it? Yeah, me and you straight onto each other. Straight <laughs> onto each other, yeah. So um, yeah, it was, it was obviously a big win for for uh, Brentford, you know, and, and and to get the goal so late in the day, um, because they'd been under the cosh a little bit to begin with. They obviously went the goal behind and. Mm-hmm. They didn't have things to all their own way and stuff like that. Um, United then kind of flattered to deceive a little bit yesterday with Norwich, didn't they? Um, yeah. Very workmanlike. I know we spoke about it. And it's it's obviously the clean sheet is great and stuff, but I think tactically you'd look you'd like to see a little more than we seen on on Saturday evening uh, come mm. Tuesday. Hopefully, um, I don't think this is a this is a game United will relish. Um, obviously, coming on the back of the you know. They're, they're three very similar kind of teams to play against, aren't they? You're, you're home with Palace, you're away at Norwich, and you're away at, at Brentford. All teams that like to keep things very physical um, and teams that like to you know do things very, very quickly as well. You know, um, So that might help us. I feel like we should have enough here. I think we'll put a much better foot forward than we did against Norwich. I don't believe we can be that bad again because, you know, to be honest, we were much better against Palace um, than we were against Norwich and, and you would concede that Palace are a much better team than Norwich at the minute anyway you know mm. so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the neck out and I'm gonna say 3-1 to United Interesting I'm gonna go for a one-all draw and the reason I'm going for a one-all draw is I think it's a very tough place to go and fans are right on top of you and I think you coughed up a lot of chances to Norwich and I think if they had a few better lads up front with their shooting boots on, they could have put a few away. David Gea again, more or less being man of the match, um, which is never a good sign if your keeper is man of the match. And I don't know what Max Ahrens was thinking when he was grabbing Ronaldo like that. I've got to say, though, the man of the match thing was a little bit skewed. I mean, he made two saves. You know, so if you're giving a man of the match on two saves, we're in trouble here as a, from a commentary point of view. Yeah, but you're also in trouble from a performance point of view. Yeah, but that's, you know, that that can also be, you know, somebody sensationalising something going, I'm going to give this guy man of the match here. He was brilliant. And he said, did he make two? 
you know, like, well, two, well, two outstanding saves. They are. They're two good saves. Mm. Are they two saves you don't expect your goalkeeper to make? No, but they're two saves that your goalkeeper has to make, or you're yeah, in trouble. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. if he doesn't make either of them, you're wondering why he's playing in goal. Yeah. So I thought, you know what I mean. There's a lot there for, mm. you know. I think that's that's, let's say, ABU's throwing a bit of mud there and going, oh well, you know, like you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna fall for that one out here yeah. in oil, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with a one all anyway. I'm gonna um that that's you were never I... gonna give us the win here because obviously Brighton drew, or uh, Brentford drew three all with you boys here. But I also I, I just have a I, I kind of have a thing like we have a thing for Graham Potter. I have a thing for Thomas Frank and for Brentford. I like Brentford and the way they go about their business. Oh, absolutely. And I think Brentford. I think they have better players in forward positions to score compared to Norwich. Yeah, they do, and I probably think. They maybe don't have as good at the back though, you know. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully we can break them down a little bit more. Like Watford did a reasonable job of breaking them down at times, um, and you'd have to hope now. Although Watford are quite good going forward with the boy Emmanuel Dennis, uh, fancy football players will know him from this weekend. Nine points. They also, they also slaughtered United. They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Absolutely. You know, yeah, just well, listen, put that out there. Ah, listen, yeah. Well, they're they're a good side going forward. You know, Absolutely. I've mentioned that they are Joshua King and obviously the boy Sarah who was injured at the minute, but they're quick, they're strong, they're pacey and stuff like that. Similar enough to Brentford, to be honest with you. So they could cause us trouble, but I think we look a little more organised at the back at the minute. Um, you know, two cleans on the two clean sheets in the bounce for us is massive. Um, really, really is in the Premier League. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Norwich versus Villa. Um, yeah, I don't think Norwich will get anything out of this, if I'm honest. No. Um, I think Villa had a very, very tough game at Anfield. Mm. And I think the scoreline probably flattered them a little bit. You know, um, there's a goalkeeper who actually deserved man of the match, uh, Emiliano Martinez, as opposed to somebody give it to him because the rest of them are shit around them. Um, he genuinely had a good game. And I think, you know, Villa really struggled to create an awful lot. Um, but I think they'll bounce back. I don't think Stevie would have been happy. That he, mm. Although he might have been happy with the result or how tight the game was, I don't think he would have been happy with the performance. I think he'll absolutely hammer the Villa boys between yesterday and, and uh, the Norwich game. I think, and certain, I think, I think certainly the, um, the game changed when Buendia and Ings came on. Now, obviously, you're introducing a bit of quality. But certainly they, they put it up to Liverpool once those two boys came in. And for about 15 minutes, they had Liverpool under a lot of pressure there. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think they should pick up the points here against Norwich. I'm thinking Villa 3-1. Yeah, I think I think Villa will do it 2-1. Um, I think Dean Smith, obviously going back to his former club so soon, could be awkward, you know, Um. <laughs> He's obviously just been shown the door recently, and all of a sudden he's got to go back there with his with his new size. Mm. But um, and he will have something to prove and the bit between his teeth. But I think Villa will just do this. I'm going to say two one Villa. Yeah, I'm thinking three one because I think Stevie will have a point to prove as well to the Villa board to say, yeah, you made the right decision. Um. Next up, Man City versus Leeds. Yeah, I suppose Leeds again a, a decent performance at the Bridge, hadn't he? And um, yeah. you know, and, and again, when I'm looking at the team, I'm kind of going, he's missing a few still, isn't he? You know, and there's still three or four players light of where they want to be leads. You know, obviously the the two 
the two ones you'd look at straight away is um, Calvin Phillips and Bamford. But there's another couple of boys you'd probably like to have around the place as well. Like we haven't got to see Bamford flanked by Rafinha and James yet, um, or flanked by Harrison and Rafinha with James in behind, and then with the two centre midfielders and and a back four and stuff. So I think he's been a little unlucky, Bielsa. He's tried to tighten things up recently and he's done an okay job with that. Um, obviously, you know, the two penalties the weekend, like you fought so, so hard to get a result there, haven't you? Yeah. And then Click comes off the bench and does something like that and you're just thinking, my God. That, that's, that my, that's my only concern. He's going to have to lift them from that because they put in a serious shift at the bridge. Yeah. And, you know, to come away there with nothing um, must be demoralising for them, especially in the problem, the position that they're in at the moment in the league where they could really do with picking up some points, you know? Yeah, now I don't think, I wouldn't have fancied him to get at from this game either way, if I'm honest. Mm. So it's not going to add or subtract anything massively for me. I think this is City all ends up. And I think this is City maybe by, maybe by three. You're thinking City 3-0? Well, I'm thinking City by three. So, you know, 3-0, 4-1, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm in around the same. I think Leeds will definitely score. But I think City again will be too much done. But again, I looked at City against Wolves and uh, they kind of flattered to the save, really, didn't they? They did, but they don't usually have two games like that in the bounce. Mm. And I'd the imagine thing... Leeds, from a physicality point of view, would present the same to them as Wolves. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, I mean, from a, certainly from a work rate point of view. I don't know whether from a physicality and a, you know, a, a, a strength point of view, if it would be as tough. I don't see Leeds being as, as, as kind of a bulky aside as, as uh, Wolves are, you know. Mm. But it'll certainly be tough, you know. We won't make it very easy. But I just think in that final third, um, that's where you'll see you'll see City take over. And those quick kind of balls, those cutbacks from the, from the, from the byline that they like. And you've got Mares or Sterling or Jesus coming in to knock something in for three, four yards. Those type of goals. I see, I see a lot of that. I think the two Leeds fullbacks can be very poor at times. Yeah. Uh, next up, Brighton versus Wolves. Potter versus Bruno Laja. Potter versus Bruno. Um, obviously, Bruno's going to be without his, his, his main striker in Jimenez. Um, petulance and, you know, frustration with that red card. What did, uh, what did you think of that yesterday? I, think, I thought he was very hard done by with the card for the first challenge. Did you? I didn't see a whole lot in it now and he came in and won the ball and he was outside to the side. I thought that was harsh on the boy. I thought the after one, the one with the free kick where he blocked it, I thought that was just absolutely stupid. Yeah, you see, I think again, and here's, you know, not that we're big fans of him or anything like that, but you'll have to harp on to the Roy Kane days. When you give a referee a decision to make, there's a chance he's going to get it wrong. I think that's a double-edged sword. If you want... If, if you're in the Wolves dugout, you're thinking he's won that ball. There's very little in it, maybe. You know what I mean? Mm. But if you're in the City dugout, you're thinking that's a yellow card. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think it's a fine line and it can fall on either. But I think the second one is just, that's where I'd really, as a manager, be pulling my hair out. You're yeah. at City. You know, they're one of the top teams in the league, if not in Europe. And you're putting it up to them and you're giving them a decent game and stuff like that. Mm. And then one of your boys goes and does that. You're just thinking... You absolute muppet. Yeah. I'm walking off and clapping the fans, walking off, and I'm thinking, you're after dropping your team in the meat grinder. 
Yeah. Um, and and Wolves were well in the game. You know Absolutely. what I mean? They were yeah, well yeah. in that game. Um, so what you thinking on this one, Brighton and Wolves? Um, I think Brighton haven't had the couple of days off. This could suit them. Mm. You know, I think they'll have been working on a few bits. Um, I think we'll see we'll see our old pals Tarek Lamptey and Mark Cucarella, the two the two wing backs. I think we'll see them get really, really involved here. Um, and obviously Maupe, you know, looking for three in a row here with goals, isn't he? Um, and, and Wolves are going in without their talisman as well. That's a big and, thing. And struggling to find goals anyway. And struggling to find goals anyway when he's on the pitch. So with him off the pitch, it's going to be a real tough night at the Ops. Mm. Um, although I have to say, I do like the boy Champ. Um, I think he's, I think he's, he, you know, he in a little after a little bit of time, he'll look an even better player in this league. You know, he's yeah. still fine his feet, but he's he's good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Brighton, uh, and I'm gonna say Brighton by two goals to nil. That's my thinking. I was spot on two goals to nil with the Brighton game. Yeah. Uh, next up, Burnley versus Watford. Yeah, Burnley game against Watford. This is gonna be hammer and tongs, isn't it? Mm. This is gonna be fast, physical. Frantic, um, yeah. I think, yeah, I you know Burnley are obviously gonna try and unsettle them and you know be very, very physical and stuff like that. Wofford will try and play a little more football and use a bit of a better tempo and stuff like that. Again, you know, I don't believe that pitch up at Burnley helps when you're when you're trying to play a bit of football, it's a little bit of, cab- of a cabbage patch, um, and it can be difficult up there. Um, I, I think. I see Burnley getting a three points here, a vital three points for themselves. Um, although I know they're struggling to score, I just think this could be a one niller to Burnley. You know, this could be a, a Chris Wood or a or a, an Ashley Westwood or a, somebody like that. Just just nick one, and uh, and I think they might just be able to to hold uh, Watford off this. You know. Yeah, and they picked up a good result against West Ham and nil nil. Yeah, it's a good um, nil-nil today against uh, West Ham. It is, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go 2-1 Wofford. Um, I, I fancy Ranieri. I, I, I think he's going to start picking up a few points. Um, and I fancy him against Burnley on this one. So I'm going to go 2-1 Wofford. Um, okay. Next up, Palace versus Southampton. Southampton in serious trouble. Southampton and our other mate, Ralph. Um, yeah. I can't wait till we have Ralph versus Ralph in a few weeks. Obviously, as well, that'll be that should be great crack, shouldn't it? The two Germans. That's it. Yeah, the 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 tone might get lowered a little bit there. The two boys sometimes look like they're falling asleep. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be very very tough for Southampton, isn't it? I mean, they played quite well against Arsenal. You know, they were two 0 down in that fourth half, and were battering Arsenal. They really really were, you know. And um, I, I was, I was watching a little bit of it, and he was just thinking, if they could pick up a goal here, they could really start getting into their stride. They lost the boy Armstrong then, and then you know they, they just, they don't have a cutting edge. They really yeah. don't, and mm. they're they're a little bit toothless at times, and they just cough up too many goals, being that kind of toothless. You know, you see obviously. Palace today with a great win against Everton. Yeah. Really great win. Conor Gallagher, unbelievable. Um, really, really was. Um, 
you know, oh yeah, I see Palace keeping the ball rolling with this. They've come out of a, a little bit of a slump, Palace. That, that win for them was big today. And I think they'll take that into the game during the week. And I think they'll get another three points. And I'm going to say this is this is going to be 3-0 Palace. Yeah, I'm thinking the same, either 2 or 3-0. I, I think 2-0 I'm going to go for, just to, just to change it up a bit from you. But I think 2-0 Palace, I think Southampton, you know, I think after having a tough day at the Emirates there, you know, they were kind of in the game in patches. But I think once Arsenal turned it up a notch and they started playing through them, they had no answer at all. That Lacazette goal is as good a goal in terms of a team goal as you'll see this season. It was phenomenal. Um, and I just think the last place you want to go after that result is down to Selhurst Park to that tough pitch and try and put in a shift. Um, next up, this is this is going to be a belter. Arsenal versus West Ham. Yeah, I suppose West Ham have... Uh, they've been the... Uh, what would you call them? The, the surprise package in these big games, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, they've they've all but turned over all of the big teams. Well, obviously, United managed to beat them till one, but we're not throwing United into the big team mix at this stage because we're still only fifth in the league. Um, but they've you know they've they've obviously battered Chelsea and battered Liverpool. Um, Arsenal find this very very tough, and I think after a result like today, you know that nil nil draw, Burnley, I think Moyes will have these boys absolutely chomping at the bit to go and have a go at this Arsenal team because I think I think teams that can come out and have a real blast at this Arsenal team can get a bit of joy because mm. they don't look like they're a team that if they get into a dogfight they're going to manage to to win it you know I think if it's if it's noisy noisy and they can tack the ball around you know side to side and get runners going here and there I think it suits them down to the ground and they'll get that against Norwich Southampton you know Burnley teams like that they're not going to get it like that against West Ham. Absolutely no chance. Yeah. Um, I see West Ham that, mid, that midfield for West Ham will put it up to the mountain. Yeah, well, 100%. I see West Ham getting something out of this. Um, I think this is going to be a draw. Um, but I think there'll be goals. I'm going to say this is 2-2. Interesting. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. And I think Moyes is going to drop the hammer on Arteta. That's what I think to excuse the point. I, I think West Ham's midfield, I think they're going to be too strong for Arsenal. And I think at times Arsenal might get overrun. Um, that's just my thinking at the moment. And I know with Arsenal at the moment, it tends to be kind of good result, bad result, good result, bad result. They had a good mm. result against Southampton. Now they're welcoming West Ham to the Emirates. And this is, this is a tidy London derby as well, isn't it? And West Ham, are sitting where Arsenal want to be. And I think there's a lot of pressure there at the moment. And I think if West Ham could turn Arsenal over, they're certainly raising their credentials for either a top four or at least the top six, without a doubt. We might see uh, a lot of United fans out with Arsenal jerseys on. If we can beat Brentford in the hope that uh, Arsenal do us a favour and we hold on to our fourth spot there for a little bit longer. Absolutely. Um, this one I'm not sure if this is going to go ahead but we'll, we'll, we'll take it as it's going to go ahead Leicester versus Tottenham yeah obviously Spurs have had the you know a couple of cancellations and stuff like that recently um, mm. the, the Brighton game obviously um, Spurs are in form though Spurs are, are really in form um, Conte has started to get a little bit of a tune out of these boys I don't know how how I feel about having this time off from a Spurs point of view 
Is it a break from, you know, them getting the ball rolling, which they had? Or is this extra time there where maybe you can get guys to do a little bit of extra homework if they're not maybe at the training sessions, you know what I mean? You can be sending gear home and going, right, lads, you know, click into this, click into that, have a look at what I want you to do. Now, it's obviously not the same as having guys in the training pitch. But I think at times, you know, Conte is trying to obviously change the process of sports. And, and, and I know myself from coaching, sometimes when you overload guys with information, it does not necessarily go in the way you want it to. And just somebody can be out for a week or two and they pop back and all of a sudden things look a lot better because that information has slowly gotten in the way you, you wanted it to, you know. Um, Spurs could be much, much better than they have been in a couple of weeks against Leicester. Mm. Or they could look like a team who are not at it at all. I don't think we'll get a middle ground up, you know. I suppose if it goes ahead, it depends on what players they have available to them or what players have come back and what has been the extent of the COVID outbreak? Are some of these players tired? Are they lethargic? Did they get hit bad with a flu? You know, what was the net effect of that, yeah. which we don't know, and whether the match will go ahead? I yeah. think if the match goes ahead, I'm thinking Leicester 2-1. Um, um, I, 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 I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I know, obviously, they've had a good result today, but it's, mm. it's Newcastle they've turned over. It's not, you know, and we know we're, we're with Leicester at the minute, like that, it's good result, bad result, good result, bad result. And mm. um, they're picking themselves up and they're getting results, but then they're they're dropping a performance level, maybe because they feel like they've, you know, when you feel like you've achieved a little bit and you take your foot off the gas, and that kind of seems mm. the way they're going. Although one thing I will say about Leicester at the minute is James Madison player in form again. Fancy football managers, oh, I have him in my team. He did well for me this weekend. Had him and Conor Gallagher in there, and our boy Emmanuel Denise. So it was half a decent week after some of the other boys firing blanks. Um, but yeah, that's going to be tough, you know. Mm. That's really going to be tough. Madison has been playing very, very well. Goals and assists. Um, I don't know if he'll get the space at Spurs, though, that he's got at um, uh, Newcastle today. And I mm. don't know if he's a guy for the big occasion yet. Kind of a guy that seems to show up against all these lesser-known teams for me at the minute, Madison. I do believe he's a good footballer. I think he's gonna he's gonna have to raise the game a little bit though, because he seems to show up against the the lesser known teams and then he goes missing in the big games. You know. Yeah, these are the games where he needs to show up really. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Leicester two one. I think I think your point is valid. If the match does go ahead, I think Tottenham could be slightly derailed in terms of they had the ball rolling there and now for a week they've had nothing to do. They've had a week off and it's whether they've been able to train or he's been able to do any work or whatever he has left. And I know the extent of the COVID outbreak was quite savage for them, you know what I mean? So a lot of players were affected by it. So we shall see. Um, well, uh, I think I'll go, I think I'll sit in the fence with that one. You're going and to I'll, score a draw? I think I'll go away. Uh, I think I'll go 1-1. One, one. Okay. Um, Chelsea versus Everton. I'm assuming Rafa will return to the bridge. I know they got a hiding today. So I'm assuming he's going to be in the seat by the time the Chelsea game comes around. He may or well, may you know, not be. You know, I think he'll be in the seat, but I think it might be the last game he's in the seat for. Um, I really, really do. I know, obviously, they they removed Marcel Brands recently, didn't they? Uh, at Everton. Um, which was a strange decision, if I'm honest. Um that you would remove your technical director, um, the guy that was maybe charged with making signings and stuff like that, you know. 
especially after Rafa having so little money available in the summer, which means the, the kind of player and the calibre of player you can go for, it's extremely limited, you know? Mm. Um, and, and he's the guy that's taking the fall. I know they said now Rafa's going to be in charge of the, the transfers going forward and stuff like that. I don't see him getting forward much further if, if this is heavy, uh, and it could be, because they were absolutely battered by Crystal Palace earlier on. If Chelsea turn up on on any given night, Chelsea could turn up and put three or four past you. You know, we all know that. They have that ability in them. I think they, they're going in now and obviously Chelsea have a few injuries, so things are going to be a little more favourable for Everton. But I don't see them getting anything out of this. I don't think they've got the goals in the team at the minute. Everton are really missing the boy Dominic Calvert-Leon. Mm. Today, they're also missing the boy Alan in midfield. I think when he plays, they look like a much, much better team. And when he doesn't play, which is quite regular, because he seems to be a little bit injury prone, um, they they just get bypassed in that midfield position. You look at the boy, um, Andre Gomez, who's a super footballer, really, really footballer, really good footballer. But like, he, he should be playing up as a 10, as opposed to in centre midfield, because he's just not physical enough. He's getting bypassed. You know, he's getting absolutely dominated out there today by Kiate and Gallagher and stuff like that. Took a bad knock as well today, didn't he, at one stage? He did. He, he's, he's frail for me, the boy Andre Gomez. He really is, you know? Um, and coming and I, back off a horrific injury as well. So we have to put He that is, yeah, he is. You know, but I think I think Everton are, Everton are in trouble, if you're asking me. I have to be honest with you. Uh, I was surprised they went on that run early on in the season. Um, and I was putting it down to Rafa and stuff like that. But I think, you know, there's guys looking around the pitch at the minute and they're kind of wondering where the next goal is going to come from. And that's not a good sign at all, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of people there looking around, aren't they? And they're not seeing a whole lot, really. <laughs> there's nothing to inspire them at the moment. Um, and that's a tough place to go to bridge at the best of times. Absolutely. Um, the, the only thing I would say is now is a good time to play them because they do look a little bit frail. I don't know how many injuries will have returned by that stage. But if, if it's similar, if they're missing Kante and stuff like that, Everton might have a, a fraction of a chance or something like that. But I'd expect Chelsea. Chelsea 3-0. Yeah, I think I'll say Chelsea 3-1, yeah. Mm, you think Everton will get one? I think they'll get one. Um. Mm. You know, I think it's going to be 90 minutes of hard slog to get one and then concede three. So it's going to be worthless again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think at that stage, Rafa's going to look pretty close to the door. You know, really, really is. Um, I don't know. If you could see maybe, I know he's free at the minute. Maybe Ronald Koeman making a return there or something like that. You know? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know what the answer is because the problem is you've Rafa there, but you, you know, they're missing key players and the players that are there really aren't putting in the shift for them that you'd expect, really. And I don't know whether that's Rafa related or just players are worn out from trying to put it in. The squad is so, so poor, Evan. Mm. You know, it's a poor squad and it lacks balance. Mm. It lacks major balance, you know? Yeah. Um, like, if you were. If you could you name Everton's absolute best eleven right now, as in with everybody fit, what's what's the best side? Because I still don't think he knows it. You know, I think I still think there's question marks over who's the best centre back pairing. 
Well, I yeah. suppose I suppose similar to the problems that Arteta had with Arsenal, I suppose if the players are injured and stuff like that, and you haven't have an opportunity to see your best eleven, if you like. And I think at the start of the season when he did have his best eleven, I think they were performing for him. So it's um it's a hard one to call, really. You know, what I mean, when you lose someone like Calvert Lewin, you know, he's their equivalent of Salah, really. You know what I mean? And if you lose him, they don't really have anything in there. It's not like they can bring a Jota off the bench or they can bring a Firmino off the bench or a Mane. You know what I mean? They, it's Calvert Lewin or bust. <laughs> I looked at the bench the other night, and I was so surprised because I didn't even realize the lad checked house and was still at everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is this guy on a bench? I was like, has he even kicked the ball in, what, 24 months, maybe? And that's, they actually made that point on the night, didn't they, actually? Because I think, didn't he come I, off the it, bench? And they made, I think he came off the bench the other night, and I think they made that point that he hadn't been in the team for months. Um, but that'll tell that, you just how, that, how, um, yeah. how bad it is, you know? Yeah. Um, we rounded out then with... a. The, the usual 4-3 Liverpool versus Newcastle um, this is uh, you know Stan Collymore time and all that kind of thing you know I don't um, think this time though do you no I'd love it though <laughs> I, I don't think you'd love it as much as what's going to happen no no I, I think this should be I'm going to say comfortable it, for Liverpool it could get messy mm, yeah um, and I didn't believe you would do that to Villa. I thought the Villa game was on; it was going to be the odd goal. Yeah. Um, I really feel like, off the back of what Leicester did to them, and the way Leicester liked to play the ball about on the edge of the box like that with those one touch, you know what I mean? I think that's they're not even as good as Liverpool are at doing that. Mm. And I think that plays right into Liverpool's hands. I think this could be that we could see. A beatdown. We, we could conceivably see six. And all for the Reds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other the other thing I, I, I see maybe he may decide to make a lot of changes and rest a couple of boys up. I don't think he will because you know you've he'll want to run those boys all the way up nearly to the AFCOM, won't he? And then they'll be heading off. But for Salah as well, <laughs> Salah's on the Salah's on the verge of equaling Vardy's record, isn't he? Of um 15 consecutive goal, what do they goal contributing involvement? Whatever they, yeah, whatever they call it. Yeah. Who who um who have you got next weekend? I'd be interested to see who you have next weekend. Away to Tottenham. If it happens. If it happens. Well, I know mm. there was Tottenham boys back trains day, wasn't there? So mm. I suggest that might happen. But looking at the Tottenham game, it's your Tottenham away or your Newcastle at home, mm. which is a more difficult game. I would suggest Tottenham away is, right? Mm. So maybe he gives a couple of guys a break and goes, we can do this without you, lads. We'll coast through this 2-3-0 get the result and bring his back for sports. I would think there's a possibility. I think he's learned from going the other way. I think what he'd do is he'd put out a solid team and maybe try and be two, three, four up at half time and then make some changes. I don't yeah, think he'll go the other way because I don't think he'll want to spring lads from the bench. Enough changes. Yeah, I don't know. He tends not to, I wouldn't be tinkering with the league games anyway. 
Well, I think here's here's my first show. I think Simicas will play. Really? Yeah. I think he'll play Simicas because I think he'll go. You know, Robertson was only back from the injury a little while ago, and he's had a lot of football recently. And I think he'll go. You know what? We can do this without you. I think he'll give Simicas the game, and I think he'll bring Robertson either on for the last fifteen to twenty, or he'll save him completely for sport. Mm. Yeah, um, if he puts out the absolute no flush of what he has, we'll see five or six, one hundred percent. And if we don't, it's because another goalkeeper has had a man of the match performance at Anfield. Mm, absolutely. Well, this has been your Premier League preview match week seventeen. This is probably part one as well, because later on in the week we have to do part two for the weekend. Part so the, two. Part two. So they're coming at us thick and fast at this stage. As always, a pleasure having you on. I hope you're writing these down now. We're going to be checking these, see how this goes. Because you're, I'm going, to, I'm going, to, I'm just going to check now. Um, what happened with this weekend? Yeah, you're, you're pumping me at the moment on this. I, absolutely, I've pumped you for a couple of weeks in a row now. So I'm yeah. going to start tracking these things. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But this has been the upper tier Premier League preview match week seventeen. Darren, a pleasure. Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube, Spotify for audio versions of the show, and we will be back to you during the week with more previews and reactions. Cheers, bud. Peace out, everybody.